You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Psalm 103 is where we'll be. Psalm 103. And let's stand once we found it. This psalm is something incredible. I struggled to preach it to you because the deeper I looked into it, the more vast the truths became and I started to get lost in it. How do you explain it? So I whittled it down to just the first six verses and I feel like I'm cheating you in doing that, but I encourage you to read this on your own. But notice what David says here, just in the first six verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are are oppressed. Lord, I need your help. Please speak as only you can to hearts, as I speak to ears. Help us to be thankful. Help us to take every single bit of complaint and murmuring that we have in our hearts and throw it away. We have nothing to complain about. And we who are so blessed rarely take time to bless you. Let that be what tonight is all about. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Every summer, you read about somebody who forgot their child in the back of the car. Sometimes, tragically, the child dies because it's in the middle of summer. I remember reading a news article one time that encouraged parents. And it said this, in order to ensure that you do not forget your child in the back of your car, Put something important back there. And the kid asks, I, we, my wife's in the nursery. We, we have never forgotten our child somewhere yet. How many of you have ever forgotten your child somewhere? Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You've forgotten your child. I, I will not judge you because I know it's going to happen to me at some point. Did you do it on purpose or did you do it on, on accident? <laughs> we are prone to forget. Even important things, we are prone to forget. Keys are important. 
I have to have a Bluetooth speaker on my keys that rings to me by my phone because I lose my keys all the time. We are prone to forget. Our kids, forget our kids. Dates. Ladies, to keep your men on their toes, every now and then just ask them, do you know what date it is? It, it doesn't need to be any day. Just ask them, do you know what day it is today? And when they say no, just go, hmm, and walk away. And never talk about it again. You might get a free gift out of it. Reports in school. How many times on Monday does somebody, or the goody two-shoes or the teacher, you know, the teacher will say, oh, remember the report is due on Wednesday. How did I forget that? We are prone to forget. So what do we do? We set reminders, right? We set reminders, we tie things on our finger, or we put things on our phone, or we, we mark on our mirrors. I know that I used to have a dry erase marker by my mirror, and I would write on the mirror and be able to remind myself of things. Did it help? Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> if I looked in the mirror that morning. But we set reminders, don't forget this. Don't forget it. And Psalm 103 is David's reminder to himself, where he says, David, don't forget all that God has done for you. And not past tense, actually. He says, don't forget all that God does for you. Now, how could we forget all that God does for us? We're prone to forget. How many of you have read the Old Testament and you get frustrated with the Israelites? And then you realize you are the Israelites. How did they forget? Or how did they rebel? How did they get to the point where they rebelled against God? And Moses and Judges and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Hosea all say the same thing. They forgot God. They forgot what God did for them and they forgot who God was. How can that happen? Same way that the butler could forget Joseph for two years. Same way that the nine lepers could forget, we should probably go back and say thanks to the person who just healed us. We are prone to forget. So what we need is a reminder of just how good God is to us. And what I see here are six reminders. Six don't you forgets. Six thank you, Lords. Six bless the Lord, O my souls. I see, first of all, David says, oh, my soul, don't forget that God has forgiven all of your iniquities. I can't wrap my mind around that. Every single thought. Wait a second. I'm not talking about that worst thought that you had, that if it was displayed up on this wall right here, you would be ashamed, you'd be mortified if anybody saw, anybody knew that you had the capacity to think something so wicked. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about every idle thought, every idle word, not just the worst one, every wrong deed, not just the worst one. Every wrong thing that you've watched, every wrong thing that you've heard, every wrong thing that you've said, every single, and there's three different words in the Bible for, for sin. There's, there's, 
Oh, no, there's four. There's sin overall. There's transgression. There's trespass. And then there's iniquity. Iniquity is the worst one of all of them. It gets down to the depths. And David says, don't you forget, David, don't you forget that every single thing you have ever done against God, he has forgiven you for it. Horatio Spafford lost his two daughters in the Atlantic in a shipwreck. He received a telegram from his wife that just said, saved alone. He got on a ship and started going, and the captain in the new ship told him, this is right where the ship went down, where your daughters died. And instead of complaining, instead of murmuring, instead of getting mad or bitter against God, he wrote the words, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. I love those words, but I think he hit the peak when he said this, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. We sing the song, the old account was settled long ago. When at the judgment bar I stand before the king, and he the book will open, he cannot find a thing. Every single wrongdoing. David said in Psalm 130, O Lord, if thou wouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But because of what Jesus Christ did for us, God doesn't see my sin. He sees his son. And we're so prone to forget that. And this is not only a reminder of all that God has done for us. It is also to shoot down this matter of complaining that we are so good at. The next time you feel about complaining, you remember that God has forgiven every single one of your sins. Then he says this, don't forget that he heals all your diseases. Now, uh, some commentators make the argument that it's talking about spiritual diseases. Because we, we know plenty of people, we know plenty of Christians, we know plenty of believers who deal with diseases and they, they do not find healing. So they say that it's talking about spiritual diseases, spiritual infirmities. And certainly you read in Isaiah chapter 53, with his stripes we are healed. But I think it's talking about physical as well. And I think when we start doubting that God heal, whether God heals all of our diseases or not, we're forgetting about heaven. It's a very finite mindset to think that if it's not done on this earth, then it doesn't count. What I take from this is, David, don't forget that heaven awaits you. And there will be a new body there, a perfect glorified body. No more sickness, no more pain. No more disease, no more diagnoses, no more sneezing. <laughs> Me too, man. It's just, it's just, ugh. 
I wish my entire head could just drain. Right, kid? Talk to Brother CD tonight. He doesn't want earthly healing. Any earthly healing is just temporal. If we walked up to Brother CD tonight and said, clean bill of health is yours, I honestly believe he'd look back and say, I don't want it. I want to be with my Jesus. He healeth all thy diseases. Then he says this in verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Here's the key word in that. Redeem. To redeem means to buy back. It means to pay the cost. It means to sacrifice. To reach a certain end. The forgiveness that we find and the heaven that awaits didn't come for free. Don't forget Calvary. Don't forget the cross. Don't forget the agony that he faced in the garden when he said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Never forget the stress that our Lord went through that he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. It's a medical condition that actually happens when your heart pumps so fast. Blood reaches your, your pores. Don't forget the disappointment when he comes back and finds his three most trusted disciples sleeping. Don't forget the agony that he must have felt when Judas kissed him on the cheek. We, we tend to think of Judas as this, this guy with black hair who kind of sits in the corner and clutches the bag of money and just... <laughs> he was Jesus' friend. When they were at the Lord's Supper and Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me, not one of the, the apostles said, I know who it is. They all asked, is it me? Because when they looked around at everybody else, certainly couldn't be him, certainly couldn't be him, certainly couldn't be him. It must be me. Don't forget what must have went through his mind when he heard Peter deny him. And when they falsely accused him. And when he answered not a word. You know, in the garden, when he simply said, I am he, they all fell back. But he answered not a word, and they smote him, they struck him, they spit on him, they tortured him, they stripped him, they mocked him, they hung him, they crucified him. And David said, don't you forget that. One of the ordinances that God gave his church is just for the fact that we are prone to forget. So he gave us the Lord's Supper that we do not Forget what Christ has done for us. But he did it all. You know why? That was the price to redeem you. That was the price, and he paid it. And we complain. We complain how life is so hard in America. Where we have so much fresh water, we use it as decoration. 
where our garbage disposal eats better than most of the world, where our pantry holds more food than many stomachs. We complain and we gripe and we murmur. You remember the cross. It's a good shield against ingratitude. Then he says this, don't forget that he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He crowneth you. Okay, so there's one of two ways that I can take this. First of all, to crown, it's used in other passages as to compass you, to surround you, to adorn you. But then also a crown is, is a head ornament. It's, it's, it's a conspicuous thing. It's an obvious thing. So what David is saying is everywhere you look, you can see. It surrounds you. You can see how God has been loving and kind and merciful to you. And everybody who looks at you can see how God has been loving and kind and merciful to you. Look in every direction. You can't escape God's love, God's kindness, and God's mercy. And everybody for every direction can look at you and see that God has been loving and kind and merciful to you. It's as obvious as a crown on your head. When we complain, we have forgotten that we are complaining about the same things that prove God loves us and God is kind to us and God is merciful to us. We complain about our church. God gave that in his love and in his kindness and in his mercy. We complain about our health. God gave that to us in his kindness, in his love, and in his mercy. There was a man who was complaining about his health, constantly complaining about his health, complaining about his health. When he walked by a graveyard, <laughs> the person complains about his shoes until he walks by the person who has no legs. The person complains about his life in America until he goes and sees what life is like in other countries. We complain about our family. What about the people who don't have families? We complain about our spouse. What about the people who have no spouse? We complain about our parents. What about the people who have no parents? Or who, whose parents beat them and, and mock them and take advantage of them. We complain about our car. We complain about our finances, our job, our home, our country. David says, you got to stop complaining and you got to start blessing God. We who are so blessed should bless him every now and then. Never forget that we don't deserve anything but hell. We walk around constantly complaining that roses have thorns instead of thanking God that thorns have roses. You know, Corey Tenboom. Her and her sister went throughout the prison camps. And she writes in her diary, they got to the worst prison camp that they could imagine. Everywhere they went, they tried to hold Bible studies, they tried to share the gospel, but the German soldiers stopped them. There was no way to do it. And that first night in that prison camp, they read in 1 Thessalonians how they're supposed to be thankful for everything. In everything, give thanks. And the sister told Corey Tenboom, look, look, look around and let's thank God for everything, even what is wrong. 
And she wrote in her diary, I looked around and I saw the mass of people who couldn't even fit next to each other. She said, but the worst thing was the fleas. There were fleas everywhere. That entire barracks was infested with fleas. And she told her sister, I will thank God for the people. I will thank God for the lack of space. I will thank God for the heat. I'll thank God for the lack of food. I'll thank God for the lack of water. But I will not thank him for the fleas. Her sister argued, we are not giving thanks in everything then. Finally, she said, Lord, thank you for the fleas. They then realized they were so free in that barracks to have Bible studies more than any other place they had ever been. And she found out none of the guards would go in there because of the fleas. You know, if you cannot, oh goodness, if you cannot thank God for what you have received, you can always thank him for what you haven't. You know the illustration that uh, Matthew Henry was robbed one day? And he wrote in his diary, he said, Lord, I thank you, first of all, that I have never been robbed before. Second of all, that though they took my wallet, they did not take my life. Third, that though they took everything I have, it wasn't much. And fourth, I'm thankful that I was the one who was robbed and not the one who was robbing. There's always something to thank the Lord for. It's all right, focus in. Don't worry about it. Happens to the best of us. Miss Elaine, that was you, wasn't it? It was all you. Lord, we thank you for distractions and technology. Jeremiah asked this, Wherefore doth a living man complain? Wherefore doth a living man complain? Then he asked this, somewhat sarcastically, A man for the punishment of his sins? What are we complaining about? Anyone who is alive has no reason to complain. Number five, don't forget that he fills our lives. He satisfies our mouth with good things to strengthen us in our way. To satisfy means the perfect amount to be content. Good things. Should we not list them? All the good things that we have. So many distractions tonight. Always happens whenever the Lord has a specific message for you. The good thing, look around at the good things. Every good gift and perfect gift cometh from above. Think of the good things that you have. Those of you who are married, your spouse. Oh, well, they're not perfect. <laughs> Neither are you. My wife is not perfect, but she's perfect for me. Your kids, your stinking kids, your smart aleck kids. I haven't been feeling well. This, I come home from work, and, I, and I, I go to my bedroom door, and there's a post-it note on my door. And it says this. It's got to be Kenna. It says this. 
please not quietly, master is ill. <laughs> Your siblings. I never always got along with my brother and my little sisters, but I'm so glad I had a brother and little sisters. My parents, our church, our Bible, mm -hmm. prayer, yep. to know because of the promise of God's word that when we bow our heads, we're in the presence of God. Yep. Right. Danielle, give that to her, please. Thank you. Beverly, that's the first time and last time you'll be able to have that in church. Our ministry, food. We are about to eat until we hate ourselves this week. And you say, I will never eat again. And then 30 minutes later, you're making a sandwich of all the ingredients. You know that you're going to do that. You need to stop before you eat on Thursday and think of how good God has been to yeah. us. Oh, well, milk costs $4 a gallon now. You need to stop and think of just how good God has been yeah. to us. Yes, sir. Our clothing, our home, our job, the Holy Ghost, that unknown, misunderstood person of God who keeps us safe. I don't know Jesus, and I don't know God the Father, but I know the Holy Spirit. He speaks to me, he talks to me, he comforts me. The vehicle, when you get in your vehicle on the way out, except for maybe you, Ian, that thing is ugly. You should just run your hands over it. Say, oh God, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Our friends, the hobbies he lets us have, the rest, the enjoyment, technology, how easy our life has become because of the advancements, medicine, freedom in America, music, I enjoy so much being in my office and just listening to music. Sometimes nothing distracts me more than the music I'm listening to. But songs will come up. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. One of my favorites right now is redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy, his child and forever I yeah, am. Man the hope that he gives us, that this is not it. This is not it. I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Do you know exactly what that means? No, I don't, but it sounds good. Only an ingrate, only somebody who has forgotten all that God has done is dissatisfied in life. 
especially in America, especially in Texas in America. And may I say this, especially in Corpus Christi in Texas in America, and especially in Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi in Texas in America. God has been good to us. Then he says this in verse 6, The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. To be oppressed means to have people come against you, to be outnumbered, to be put down. What I take from this is don't forget that even when all are against you, God is for you. There have been many times where I've been on my walks or I've been in my office or I've been driving and I have felt like everybody in this world was against me. And those who wanted to be on my side could not understand. But God was there with me. Paul talks about, you know how everybody in Asia has forsaken me, but God stood with me. David one time made a mistake and all of his people wanted to stone him. And the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, here, here's why I kind of went through this so quickly. Don't forget that he forgives all your iniquities. Don't forget that he heals all your diseases. He redeems your life. He paid the cost to keep you from hell. He crowns you, surrounds you, adorns you with loving kindness and tender mercies when he didn't have to do any of that. And he sticks by your side when nobody else will stick by your side. And he gives you exactly what you need in order to see you through your life. And yet we complain. And we are so unthankful. And here's why. We've forgotten he didn't have to do any of that. And here's another thing. The very consistency of God's goodness lulls us to sleep. So what I want you to think about is what if God removed those benefits for one day? What if God, remo- what if God just one day didn't forgive you? What if God just one day said, I'm taking heaven away? What if God just one day said, you know what? I'm selling you back to your slave owner. What if God just one day said, I'm not going to satisfy you? What if one day he said, I'm not going to stand by your side? What if just one day? Think about this. If tomorrow morning the sun didn't rise, And for all of you science geeks out there, just stick with me, okay? Well, then we would be launched into the into the nothing of space. Like, just chill, okay? What? Just what if the sun didn't rise tomorrow? Ten o'clock didn't show up. Eleven o'clock didn't show up. Twelve o'clock didn't show up. I guarantee you, people would be on their knees. I guarantee you, the churches would be packed. And tears would be flowing. And then imagine what would happen the next day if the sun rose. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. If we did without it for just one day. But because we know it's just going to happen and happen and happen and happen, we forget. He doesn't have to do that. So tonight, no complaining. No complaining when you come up here. This week, no complaining. If you want to complain next week, complain next week. Not this week. 
If you find a good reason to complain, you who are so forgiven, you who are so redeemed, you who are so healed, you who are so promised, you who are so loved, you who are so satisfied, you are, who are so well taken care of, if you want to complain next week, I give you full permission to complain to your God next week. But not this week. No complaining. And when you come up, no asking for anything. No asking. Look throughout this psalm. There is not one complaint. There is not one petition. Only praise. Only thanks. Because here's the thing, sir, and here's the thing, ma'am. If you are going to complain about what you have now, what makes you think you'll thank God for what you're asking for? Oh, you just don't know what I'm going through. It is not the greatness of our agony that causes us to complain. It's the littleness of our memory. And you remember that. It is not the greatness of our agony. It's the littleness of our memory. And so David, for himself and for us, don't you forget. Don't you forget. You're forgiven. You have a home in heaven when you die. Jesus paid the cost for that to happen. And he continually gives you more. He could have made anything the definition of your life, but he made the definition of your life loving kindness and tender mercies. And he sticks with you when nobody else will. No complaining, church. No asking. Not tonight. But simply bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.